Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Al Ansar podcast. This is our first season and it's going to be about Ramadan. Inshallah, our first episode is going to start with origin on how Ramadan started and also the meaning of Ramadan. Please join us in this journey. Take advantage of whatever we're going to share so that we together we learn and practice our religion as it's expected of us, inshallah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to answer and accept all our deeds. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wa bihi nasta'ina Allahumma yassir wa la ta'asir. Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yassir li amri wa ahlan uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. صلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم. All praise due to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. We thank him and glorify him. We send our salutations to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Dear respected brothers and sisters in faith, Allah has made it possible for us to gather today as usual to learn and discuss and see how best we can implement what we've learned to practice the deen inshallah the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want us to do uh, in our previous discussion we spoke about salat uh, tahajjud or taraweeh and we saw discussed, brought ideas and uh, the reasons behind uh, those prayer and how it came about what we found ourselves doing today. And also we spoke about uh, reading Quran and also our connection as Muslims with the Quran. We made mention of importance and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala connect with us with the Quran. All these are to remind us or to prepare us for fasting in the month of Ramadan. As most Muslims will fast and read Quran in the month of Ramadan. As most Muslims while in the month of Ramadan they will pray night prayer more than ever. So we try ourselves or we try in our discussion to bring this idea of Quran recitation and also the idea of Qiyamul uh, Layl or Tahajjud or Taraweeh in our discussion. So we discuss that in a sense that as a Muslim, not only in the month of Ramadan do we have to pray at night. The Qiyamul Layl or the Tahajjud is something that we are expected to do every single night of the year. The same thing applies to reading the Quran. As much as the Quran was revealed or the revelation of the Quran started in the month of Ramadan, there are qawlan, there are those who said the entire Quran was taken from the heavens all the way to Lawhil Mahfuz in the night of Qadr, which is the night of 
decree the night of Mubarak as Quran made mention inna anzalnahu fi laylatil qadr in another surah inna anzalnahu fi laylatil mubarakah so there are those who said no that was done but the other aspect of the revelation of the Quran was not only it was revealed entirely from Ummul Kitab to Lawhil uh, Mahfuz, but also, as we know, the first part of the revelation as it started happened to be in the month of Ramadan when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down the first five verses of Surah Al Alaq. Having said that, Quran continued to be revealed for 23 years from that day. So we said that Quran is a book that a Muslim should read every single day. It is good if a family want to build a good character, a good family, a good environment in the house every single day. At least, at least a page of Quran should be opened and read through as a family. This is one important thing. If you can do that to create a good atmosphere, to create a good um, family environment, to create a good sunnah in your house, start every single day as a family, sit down, open the Quran, one member of the family should read at least a page. If you can read more than that, alhamdulillah. But if you cannot, at least one page should be read by one member of the family every single day. You come together, you sit down in the da'ira, sit down together as a family, the Quran should be open and a page will, should be read. This will be a good way to start the day as a family. Number two, every single day, apart from reading a page of Quran, as a family, try the best to select a book of hadith, open one hadith, read. If there is a meaning that needs to be discussed, discuss it as a family before everyone leaves the home. So one, reading the Quran every single day. Open the page and read. If you want to create a good atmosphere as a family, read a page of Quran together. Everyone sit together as a family in the morning. One person read at least a page before everyone leaves. And number two, after reading the Quran, take at least the hadith book. Read one hadith as a family. If there's any understanding or any discussion that can be done within a short time, it should be done. Everyone sitting, listening before at least you leave the house. Number three, Something that a family can do every single day after the Quran, after the Hadith, if you can, at least every member of the family should be encouraged in that sitting. In that particular sitting, should at least say istighfar. You can give yourself a number that will not be too much that people cannot do. So as a family, you know you have busy schedules, going to work, going to school, whatever. When you sit down, when you read the Quran, you read the Hadith, everyone should at least say istighfar. Even if it's going to be three times or ten times, at least let every member of the family at that moment 
say it together or one person should say and the rest will repeat or everyone should say it by themselves the idea here is you are creating a good atmosphere a good environment a good sunnah which is a good way of life for your family so that you have connection with these things that are important in your life the next thing that you can do as a family in addition to this is to do the salawat of the prophet this one also whatever that you select either the shortest you can do allahumma salli ala muhammad Wasallim. That is enough for you. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad wasallim. That is enough for you. If you're going to do that one time, ten times, whatever be the case, in that sitting, in that gathering, at least you should say that individually or collectively as a family before leaving the house. And the last part, if we don't want to do it too much, we don't want to extend it too much. The family should have kalimat al-shahada or kalimat al-musharrafa saying la ilaha illallah. At least that one also give yourself a number. Say it before you leave the house. If a family create this sort of culture, way of life, every single day, Quran will be recited. Either everyone is reading by themselves or we sit down together as a family and read and we read one hadith and we do istighfar salat ala nabi la ilaha illallah we should keep this in our houses every single day because when we do that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put barakah in that house when we do that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless the family when we do that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it easy for the family when we do that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring happiness in the family. When we do this, we are connecting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala daily before we leave the house. And any family that will do this will be happy that they are able to hold something that no one can take from them. So when we are talking about the month of Ramadan and Ibadah, Ibadah is something that we do every single day. The reading of the Quran, the Qiyamul Layl, we do all this every single day. But for us to be able to understand the dynamics, the ideas behind all this, the month of Ramadan has been brought to us to shorten the journey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it easier for us in the month of Ramadan to be able to take more reward than normal. So look at it this way. In the month of Ramadan, when you pray any optional prayer, the reward you get is more than any other time. This, this is telling you that any other time that is not Ramadan, you should worship Allah more because at that time you don't get that reward you get in the month of Ramadan. So when we do the Qiyamul Layl, our Qiyamul Layl in the month of Ramadan fetches lots of reward. So imagine if we are to do that in the time that is not Ramadan, then we should be encouraged 
to do more of that so that the reward will be more. That is how we think. This is how we plan. The month of Ramadan is there like a school. You learn, you study, you practice after Ramadan, then you keep the habit. So when we wait, we hardly pray. We don't even come for Fajr. Zuhr Asar, we do it sometimes. Sometimes we don't. Maghrib Isha, we do sometimes. Sometimes we don't. Then Ramadan comes, we come and fill the masjid. There's no point. There's no point. Because a person who takes the culture of Tariq Salat, neglecting prayer, Allah is not interested in his fasting. The prayer has to be established. Then we then come back to other aspects of the deen. The same thing applies to the Qiyamul Layl. When you are to have Qiyamul Layl, pray all night. MashaAllah, Tabarakallah. You pray all night, but that prayer will stop you from going to Fajr prayer. It's better for you to go to sleep all night and wake up and pray Fajr. So when we're going to look at preparing ourselves for Ramadan, we need to first of all look at what is Ramadan anyway. When we talk about fasting, in English you have the word, even if you go in the car or you enter the car, you have the language saying, fasting your seatbelt. So to fast, in the language which is when you say, as-sawm, as-siyam, it is to what we call in the Arabic language, al-imsaq, to hold on to something. Al-imsaq, to hold on to something. When I decided, مثلاً, إِذَا وَقَفَ السَّيْرُ الشَّمْسِ When the sun stopped moving, we can say that at that moment, the day has stand still. Or, إِذَا وَقَفَ السَّيْرُ Or, إِذَا وَقَفَ الرَّجُلُ We can say, صَامَ الرَّجُلُ the same thing applies to when someone decided not to talk. I'm going to keep myself quiet. I'm not going to talk. In Arabic, you can call that person Sa'imun. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told uh, uh, Maryam, the mother of Isa salam, in the Quran in Surah Al-Maryam, when she was asked after she brought her child, what did she say? إِنِّي نَظَرْتُ لِلرَّحْمَانِ sawma. فَلَنْ أُكَلِّمَ الْيَوْمَ إِنْسِيَّا I have taken fasting or I am fasting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that today I'm not talking to anybody. That's why when she brought the child, everyone was talking about it. Where did you get this child? She did not talk to them because what? She was fasting. Not for eating, but she was fasting because she is not going to talk. So she did ishara, point at the baby, and the baby spoke to them in the cradle. So when we talk about fasting, what we mean by fasting, logatan, which is in Arabic language, it means imsak, to hold on to something or not to do something. But when it comes to shara'an, when we are talking about fasting, not linguistically, but rather Islamically, what do we mean by fasting? Fasting 
according to Islam, Islam is imsaku ani shahwati ashawati al-batnu wal-farj to hold on onto your desire of your tummy and your private part to hold on to your desire from your stomach no eating no drinking and also you are not having sexual intercourse these are what fasting is when it comes to sharia and also it has timing it has timing min tulu'il fajr aw min min al-fajr ila ghurub al-shams from the time of fajr which is early morning down before uh, before fajr prayer until the sun sets this is what you call fasting when it comes to sharia and the same thing it has arkan it has rules it has things that you have to abide by for the fasting to be considered uh, authentic or accepted in terms of worship there are things we need to abide with we need to stay away from anything that will nullify the fasting of course one of the rules or conditions of fasting is one of the things we spoke about here several times intention one of the arkan of fasting is aniya intention without intention fasting will not be accepted without intention fasting will not be accepted anyone can get up from morning till evening without eating but there's no reward for that but that is fasting they've not eaten they've not drunk anything from morning till evening but because it has to come with the intention of worshiping obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's call if you don't do it that way it is not called fasting so always we need to look at from that uh, perspective we need to look at from that perspective so nothing and also when we talk about this we are not only talking about the fasting of Ramadan all other fasting has to go with intention sawa'un kana as-sawm ramadana aw nadharin aw kafara aw tatawwu' whether the fasting we talking about is the fasting in the month of ramadan or is a vow i made a vow between myself and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ya allah i want such and such and such when you bless me with that i'm going to fast three days to show gratitude to these blessings that you've given me this is a vow from myself when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really answered the dua and gave me my request i have to fast three days as i promised to thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if i don't do that it has become a debt on me to the extent even if i die my family has to fast in replacement of that because it's a debt on me that is another and we got kafara kafara someone has done something that is haram and the, and the condition says the person has to fast either 3 days or has to fast 60 days as we saw in surah al-mujadala when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave uh, khawla 
a way in which they can fix their marriage between herself and her husband ways as part of the things that they can do for things to be settled was either he gives he feeds 60 people or he clothes 60 people or he fasts for 60 days and of course always couldn't do any of the three because of his condition but that is kafara when you have kafara you have to do that fasting and that one also needs to be with intention and we have fasting that is called tatawar tatawar is the fasting that you do optional to seek the pleasure of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this type of fasting is for a person like fasting copying the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam like the way the fasting of the prophet sallallahu on thursdays and mondays thursdays on mondays the prophet sallallahu fast with the intention one he said that your deeds are taken every thursday another the prophet sallallahu said on monday i was born it's another way of acknowledging the day he was born so this fasting if you decide let me copy or do what the prophet does at that moment that fasting becomes tatawar or you decided to just do extra fasting like the way we know every month you can fast three days of the month or ten days of the month or you can fast first three days or the mid three days which is we call, which we call that ayam al-biyad uh, or vibe which is the days of the light the days that the, the, the moon is complete 14, 15, and 16th of the uh, month, uh, month. So all this fasting, you do that, is called fasting of tatawar. Sita shawwal. All this tatawar. Ashara min Zulhijjah, the first 10 days of Zulhijjah or 9 days of Zulhijjah, all this are tatawar. When you do that, you get reward for that. All this fasting needs to go with intention and the intention has to be before the fasting itself which means before fajr prayer of the day of fasting Naam. so that is one of the distance number two the second condition is to hold on to anything that breaks fasting the first is intention the second is anything that breaks the fasting you have to hold on to that that comes to your food water and also uh, uh, intercourse and even things of uh, nature of masturbation will all fall under things that will spoil fasting and for that matter a person uh, should not indulge into that when they are fasting <laughs> Do not proceed Ramadan with a fasting of a day or two. Do not proceed Ramadan with a fasting of a day or two. Example, if Ramadan is to start on Monday, you do not fast Saturday or Sunday or Sunday only. لا تقدموا رمضان بصوم أو صومين. Do not do that. Why the Prophet ﷺ is saying that? And he said, إلا رجلاً Except a person who normally fasts. Except a person who normally fasts. Which means, let's say Ramadan is starting on Tuesday. We all know that. But generally, I fast every Monday. 
and here we are it is monday regardless of the situation i still have to fast the fasting that i do on that day now this hadith also will tell us some information which we don't want to go into details with that the aim is to make sure that we understand what we can do and what we cannot do when it comes to uh, fasting. So when the Prophet ﷺ made mention, La tuqaddimu, do not proceed. This is a condition. This is a condition, that condition of nahi. We have what we call sunnatu tarqiyya. This is unfortunately where people couldn't look at it carefully when they're having issue with other people they see it as a, a way of uh, if they have issue with people they want to say what other people do is haram or whatever they are not looking at what we call sunnah al-tarqiyah sunnah al-tarqiyah is what the prophet ﷺ said don't do here he said la tuqaddimu do not proceed ramadan so it is a condition you are not allowed to do that you are not allowed to do that but if the things did not come in this nature then there will be an opt way that you can say it is an optional thing or something of that nature so we have what we call um uh what we call a, a kariha here he said do not okay do not proceed ramadan with anything and of course not only that if you look in surah al-hujarat allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made mention a verse that's the first verse in Surah Al-Hujarat. This one, of course, is not centered on the month of Ramadan, but this is an idea of whatever you do, if there is a prescribed thing, do not proceed to that unless you follow the simple procedure uh, that needs to be followed before that. So regarding this also, not only Ramadan, even if you want to pray any fard prayer, do not combine the fard prayer with sunnah prayer. Example, I want to pray Zuhur. So I thought, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to pray two rakats or four rakats before Zuhur prayer. So I decided that I'm going to combine my nafil prayer with the fard prayer. So I prayed two rakats without making salam. I proceeded with the dhur prayer, which is four rakats. You cannot do that. So the same thing applies to proceeding Ramadan with a day or two. Because in doing that, you are combining the fasting that you are doing as optional with the compulsory one, which is not accepted. All right? And also you need to look at this carefully because... Ramadan is not just a fast. Ramadan is a month. Alright? And we will see the conditions. How can one start fasting? When can one start fasting? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the fasting prescribed to us. As he did to the nation before us, which will come to that. But before then, we need to look at, do not combine it or mix it or bring any doubt of when the month started or when the month ended that is why you don't combine or proceed the month of ramadan with any other month Nam, and also we need to look at uh Nam, we need to also look at some important aspect of these uh intentions 
we made mention it has to be before not after you cannot you cannot make intention after fajr or in the night before you go to sleep and say well there's a doubt whether tomorrow is first day of ramadan or the day after so let me make intention of fasting tomorrow just in case the moon is sighted your fasting on that day will not be accepted even if it happens to be the first day of ramadan you don't make intention without certainty the intention has to be certain i'm intending to fast tomorrow being the first day of ramadan and also you cannot just come after fajr prayer how how what's the news oh moon has been sighted oh was it yes okay then i'm fasting you cannot do that either so intention has to become it has to come before um before the fasting and the prophet also warned us of going to the extreme okay he said do not go in extreme in anything that you do and this one is to do if you look at the the people before us when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prescribed fasting unto them they went to the extreme in a sense that they look at loopholes okay fasting fall in the month of let's say summer ah it's too hard it's too hot we cannot fast okay what we do let's delay our fasting this year to let's say in winter it will be okay and then instead of doing it 30 days we'll do extra days to compensate god this is how the people did and they changed everything from its original form so the prophet said do not go or do not go too extreme and because of that make sure that if you are fasting fast the way you are told the time you are told that is why you are not proceeding it with any day so that you don't combine anything to make you feel like mashallah this year i fast 33 days instead of 30 days or 29 days no the days allah prescribed is what you need to do and nothing more than that now and also the person said in that hadith also as we made mention you are a person who always fast on mondays or thursdays and ramadan happened to fall on tuesday or friday but because naturally whether ramadan or not you always fast on monday and thursday it doesn't matter if ramadan is going to fall on tuesday you can continue to do your fasting because it is already a habit that you have you are not are you, you don't stop because of this hadith that said you shouldn't proceed ramadan with a day or two because you already have something that you already do so that's what the prophet said in that hadith now another hadith the prophet said uh, Sami, uh, one of the companions that uh, Abdullah ibn Umar said Samitu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqul This hadith there are lots of different um, um, riwayat there's this one that came idha ra'aytumuhu this one is one the one that we're looking at here is said for in another narration is said for in and there are different different narration on the same hadith it's saying regarding sighting or starting the month of ramadan 
if you sight the moon of Ramadan, look at the condition the Prophet ﷺ saying here. This is what we call fi'il shart. Fi'il shart means conditional sentence. Ida ra'aytumuhu. When you see the moon or the crescent of Ramadan, fasumu jawabu shart. Then fast for the month of Ramadan. Wa ida ra'aytumuhu. If you also see the crescent of Shawwal, for aftiru, then you should break the fast, which means you should stop fasting and pray eat. This is the condition the Prophet ﷺ taught us. فَإِنْ عَلَيْكُمْ فَإِنْ عَلَيْكُمْ Here it said فَقْدِرُوا أَوْ فَقْدُرُوا لَا In another narration it will say فَإِنْ عَلَيْكُمْ فَأَقْمِلُوا لَعِدَّةَ ثَلَاثِينَ يَوْمًا if it happens that the sky is cloudy, the sky is cloudy that you couldn't sight the moon with your eyes. That is the idea. You can see the Prophet was talking to us as if he was looking behind him. It will come to a time people hardly sight the moon. First, when you see the crescent, Break your fast when you see the crescent. If the sky is too cloudy, you couldn't sight the moon, what do you do? Then you should calculate the days of the month. How? Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, we have given you in a year 12 months. A Muslim knows we have 12 months in a year. Muharram, Safar, Rabiul Awal, Rabiul Thani, Jumada Ula, Jumada Akhar, Rajab, Sha'ban, Ramadan, Shawwal, Zulqi'ida, Zulhijjah. Twelve months. We all know this. You don't know when Muharram started. You don't know the day it started. You don't know the day it ended. And now, all the way to the ninth month, which is Ramadan, how can you know? To calculate it to be 30 if you couldn't sight the moon. You need to know when it started. So Muslims are not to wait until Ramadan. All over the world, Muslims will argue, today is the first, tomorrow is the first. No, some people will start fasting today. Six days later, others are now sighting the moon with their naked eye and start. Some people say, we are calculating all this unnecessary argument. When we follow the teachings of the Prophet we will be safe. Following the teachings means, you know, as a Muslim, it is very important. Anything you do for the sake of Allah, you get a reward for it. If you take it mandatory upon yourself, every single month, you want to chase it, you want to follow it, know when it starts and when it ends, when it starts. Not because of anything, because you want to be sure when you start Ramadan. Every single month, you will be rewarded for chasing the moon. Because anything you do, this is how it goes. كُلُّ مَا يَتَوَصَّلُ بِهِ إِلَىٰ إِقَامَةِ الْفَرْضِ يَكُونُ فَرْضًا Anything that you were going to lean on to, for it to help you establish what is compulsory, that thing is, is compulsory on you. So the Prophet said that you should start fasting when you sight the moon. You should break the fast when you sight the moon. If the sky is too cloudy, you could not sight the moon. Calculate your days to be 30 days because Islamic calendar is either 29 or 30 
So if you couldn't sight the moon on the 29th night, that means that automatically your calculation should be 30 days. There's no 31, which means the day after the 30 days, automatically your next month has started. That is what Muslims do. But today, you ask a Muslim, what time is Maghrib? I don't know. I think it's about 8 something. In Ramadan, you ask a Muslim, what time is Maghrib? I think it's 8, 29, and 13 seconds. Like they will tell you amazing numbers. Why is it only in Ramadan? So we need to go back to the drawing board. The Prophet Sallallahu is commanding us if we want to fast in the month of Ramadan. Sumu fast. It's a command. Biru'uyati. When you sight the crescent. Waftiru liru'ya. And break the fast when you sight the crescent. Fa'ingumma alaykum. If the sky is too cloudy, fa'akminu la'iddata. Aw fa'kdiru lahu. Then you should consider the days to be 30. Now, if that is the case, a week before Ramadan, a Muslim, an Imam, a masjid, a leader announced fasting is going to be such and such day. You know such a person is not someone you need to follow. Because he cannot, he cannot see ghaib. He cannot see the hidden. No one can know whether the month is going to be 29 or 30. Why can you, from a week, you're telling us when we're going to start fasting? If we really think and know how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to stop us and judge us, we should follow the Prophet, not you. So no one can just sit there, and I know for sure there are people that can sit down here and say, I can tell you when fasting is going to start 25 years even to come. You know, and people say this boasting. Ikhtilaf among each other is not a problem, but openly you are opposing the teachings of the Prophet. He told you how to fast when you sight the crescent, break your fast when you sight it. So, this is our madhab, this is our way. The Prophet ﷺ has told us what to do. And because of that, we are not interested in anyone, whatever you got to say regarding the month of Ramadan. If you're going to announce fasting a week before the month, we're not going to listen to you, whoever you are. These are the realities. So it is very important, whenever we talk, we should look at the ahadith, and the words of the Prophet carefully. Because it translates another hadith. Scholars agree. Most, there are some who said, no, nah, it's not about calculating the days to be 30, but rather to keep like a uh, more or less to, to make up things in a way when you can you'll be able to calculate things without always following the sighting. And as I made mention in another hadith, it said, This one you will see it even in Muwatta 
Imam Malik he narrated this fa'akmilu al-iddata 30 yawman Idha ra'aytumuhu alaysa al-murad an yarahu kull fardin saying that sighting the moon does not mean that all of us have to sight it with our naked eyes no when some sight it and they inform us it's enough for us for example we are here so eastern standard when they sight the moon sydney melbourne whatever we can just say they sight the moon we are not interested in look for searching for it again we take it when it comes here we couldn't sight it then we look at someone those behind us like the perth they are behind us if they couldn't sight it we go regional which is we're looking around, around papua new guinea malaysia indonesia and those places if they couldn't sight it we can decide whoever sighted later we are not interested we're waiting for the next day some people said no we don't care we will wait for saudi arabia this is total different region and remember we are ahead of them maybe by the time they sight it your fajr is already up all right so we need to always know where we stand islam does not demarcate a muslim has to follow specific individual or specific country we only face kaaba in prayer but we don't take our deen from saudi arabia we face kaaba that is our qibla but we don't take our deen from them that is the reality and we always need to look at it critically at the time people that were living next to the kaaba walking distance to the kaaba were killing muslims because they brought new religion africa muslim already started embracing it when the uh, first immigrant came to africa so we don't take it from anybody we take it from the sunnah we take it from the uh, quran that's it not any individual we will face kaaba in prayer but we don't take our deen from any individual so now for instance it's amazing how you look at it you see egypt next to saudi arabia when egypt egypt side the moon saudi don't take it they want to sight it locally they are not wrong everyone can do that islamically you are allowed to do that so when we decide to take it here regional this is our choice and we are allowed to do that as well so those are how we sight moon or how we look for the moon but if you don't know when it even started how can you uh, calculate it to make it uh, 30 days as the hadith made mention and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam also made mention these are just things we're looking at regarding uh, fasting i think we'll stop, stop here regarding uh, sighting the moon and inshallah on sunday we continue with some of the rukun arkan of fasting and then we can then uh, sum it up and look at things that we can do before we look at things that nullify our fasting or things that increase our reward and things that we can do to of course get more reward when it comes to fasting in the month of ramadan subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta wa nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين